Well, welcome to Let the Bible Speak, where we want to let the Bible speak and uh, make it real easy for us. Um, I'm your host, Josh Elder, and today is going to be a special bonus episode. And the reason is, is because one of our co-hosts, Henderson Palmer, is not with us. And so we thought, me and John thought, rather than just uh, postpone doing an episode, we'd do a special little small episode and see how much of a disaster it could become. Yeah, so buckle up. It's going to be rough. <laughs> but we're going to do our best for it. And uh, so our, our topic today is going to be on miracles. Now, John, why don't you tell us why we're going to be speaking about miracles? Uh, because we're lazy. Um, because uh, <laughs> because it's uh, Josh and I both preached on this uh, subject. I, I preached at uh, Waldheim United Methodist Church where we're, where we are right now doing this podcast, and Josh was over, of course, at St. Timothy in Mandeville, St. Timothy on the North Shore in Mandeville, and we, we both, uh, the shift service, actually, the eleven eleven shift service. Yeah, I preached it at the uh, main services, too, so everybody over there has they probably let you do that. Yeah. They, they let you do that from time to time. From that's, time to time. That's good, that's good. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I, uh, I uh, so we, Josh really was the, the reason why um, I preached on miracles, because I was, I was kind of, not, not that the... I just didn't know what I was, I wasn't getting traction with what I wanted to talk about. And he told me he was preaching on miracles and I was He's like, a thief. and I, and I was just like, that's great. I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> He's like, can you send me all your notes? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, actually funny enough, you know, I, I thought it was really funny when I saw in the beginning, we kind of hit on some of the same, uh, same subjects slightly differently, of course, right, but right. And then it just evolved into a completely different, completely different yeah, sermons, yeah, completely yeah. different. When I went, no, they were, they really were. When I listened to both of them, we both went, we did have some, some, a couple points that we both brought up. And then from there we, we ended up talking. Yours was good. And, and exactly. then mine slowly, <laughs> exactly. mine slowly slow fade yeah. to, to some rambling. Yeah. Uh, so no, it was, uh, they were both. And you can, um, you know, if ever you're curious and you want to, you want to, just hear from uh, more from either one of us. Um, the uh, we both are on YouTube. We're on the YouTube and and the face pages, and so uh, so you can. Uh, you can Facebook has changed its name now, so it's no longer face pages oh. uh, or Facebook. It's uh, it's like it's something I I don't even. Is know. this true? No, they really renaming it, and, and I don't know. It's not the Matrix, but it's like it literally sounds like that. It's like the. Oh, is this his thing? The um, oh uh, yeah, he's been working on that for a while. It's yeah. like this another reality. Yeah, exactly. It's just very disturbing. Yeah, because that's what we want. We want a Facebook reality. Don't yeah. don't you wish you could just take Facebook and extend it out to all reality, <laughs> so that it would just uh, take over all of our world. Um, yeah, he's he's gotten into that. Uh, Zuckerberg has gotten into that. Uh, Virtual reality mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah, that's what it's it is. Like a u- uni- the, the, uh, uh, something universe, right? That um, is meta the, metaverse. Metaverse. There metaverse. There it is. Yeah. So anyway, so, so he can actually be the god of his own metaverse. Right. Right. Nothing wrong with that. We are off. Yeah. On, uh, so we were supposed to be talking about uh, <laughs> where you, where other people could uh, find us or yeah. on YouTube so, and on Facebook. Yeah. How do they find you on 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 Facebook? What's your Facebook page? Uh, it's just Josh Elder, or or you can do uh, uh, Shift, uh, or Saint Timothy, yeah, or any of those pages. Really, yeah. <laughs> you, what would you want me to say? Not my 
I don't know. Personal so if you want to, if you want to, yeah, no, I, I'm, of course, of course, you could share your personal Facebook. Do you often share your sermons on your personal Facebook? Uh, no, no, Mm-mm. not that. That's that's. But I do that's share I scripture. <laughs> but I do share scripture. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It's a, it's and great some devotionals and some mm-hmm. devotionals and so. every now and then. Um, but it's random. I try not to be on Facebook too much because it's um it's kind of a crazy uh, every, environment. Ever since they started putting the um the short videos on there, I have no life. Yeah, like I'll, I'll it's just it, it sucks me in and I can't break free. Some of it's really moving. Some of it's really terrible. And then some of it you're like, I, that guy died. He had to have died at the end of this video. And you just don't see that part. So you're like, ah, that's so funny. But yeah, you know, somebody went to the hospital. Right. Um. So I am. Uh, so if you look up on YouTube, uh, Waldheim Worship, that uh, that that's where we uh, we we put our live streams on there. We live stream to YouTube and then I, I do my best, uh, which means I fail all the time at, at putting it on Facebook. Also, there's, um, and if I sound like I'm stuttering or, or lisping at all, it's because I've had some dental work. <laughs> and it's also that he's just bad at this. Yeah. 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 It's just because I'm no good um, as a, uh, but now I can have something to actually blame it. Absolutely. On. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I, I was, it's a real Moses thing at right. this point. Like I can't, I can't speak and I'm supposed to, you know, there so. you go. Yeah, and I don't have Aaron with me. No. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Good so now so Waldheim worship. Okay, Waldheim worship. Yeah, and yeah. we can look at your uh, your sermons. Yeah, via the wor- the the Waldheim worship. Yeah, the okay. the uh, the whole worship service is there. Um, as of maybe a couple of weeks back, I'm, I'm also if you um, if you're on Facebook and you go to the Waldheim page, there should be a link that will take you right to the sermon itself. But if you want to hear the, excuse me, I'm just like fighting to, to speak. Um, if you want to hear like the worship music and, and then the, the full service, that's also there. Now, the great part about this is, is you won't have to do that or look at either one of ours because we're about to just preach yeah. both of our full sermons directly yeah, to you. Conversationally. No, no, no we're not going to do that. Uh, but, but, but we thought because we had done research and this happens a lot with, with sermons too, um, as you're researching stuff, you're looking at scriptures, you're, you're doing all this kind of stuff. You don't use everything that you find. You don't use everything that you, you know, have studied up. And yeah. so, uh, so this, this hopefully will have some this is the bonus stuff. track. This is the bonus track. So listen, we're not trying to make this a main track. It's yeah. bonus. So if you don't like it, guess what? It's bonus, you know, so you can get rid of it whenever you want. Um, what but, we should do is we should get on YouTube and watch the sermon and do, like the director's commentary, um, and 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 describe like you know, see I, see where I said that yeah that's heretical I didn't right, mean to say that right, um, yeah. I, I was just nervous <laughs> yeah yeah hundred percent all right so we're gonna be talking about miracles yes. today and um and I think that there's a good reason why we should be talking about this and um you know there was something I said in my sermon uh that when I preached this is that this is a controversial subject. Uh, and it's a controversial subject for a number of reasons. One of the reasons I did not lift up because I just didn't want to get into it. Um, sometimes when you're preaching a sermon, you decide who your audience is, um, what you think God wants to say to them through the scriptures and you leave it at that. And so you don't always take every rabbit trail. Hopefully if you take every rabbit trail, be there a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm already long. So I usually have to have to, uh, cut it a bit, but um, I was at four thousand words when I finished this last one. That's that's real long. And no, I, I I mean I didn't I didn't keep it there. I was <laughs> oh, like okay. literally went through one illustration. I was like I'm just gonna take this whole block out. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, once absolutely. And so um so uh when we're 
talking about miracles, I think one of the reasons why it's controversial is because we live in an extremely naturalistic worldview. Um, and what do I mean by a naturalistic worldview? I, I think defining things is really important. Um, I was a philosophy major in um, college, and, and one of the things that helps you in understanding arguments and how to talk through reason and all this type of stuff is to understand what people are actually saying, not just to assume everybody agrees with everything. So one of the things that w- when we say naturalism, what do we mean? Well, I think that there's this uh, definition of naturalism that is is there is a, a normal uh, working order of a set of natural laws that guide and um, our universe. And anything acting outside of that is what we call supernatural over nature, you know. And so there's this power of nature, and miracles are outside of that that nature and happen, you know. You know what I'm saying? Does I that do, make sense? I do. And I, so I think, um, and you might have actually made this point, uh, but it's it's – hundred percent true. Uh, I I find it kind of interesting when people refer to things th- like miraculous as being uh, extra uh, natural or you right. know just supernatural and like because right. well God created nature right. and so really it's like different for us. It yeah, doesn't yeah, fit yeah. within what we think right. can happen. Exactly. Well, and that's what I, that's what I was trying to hit at in that when I made that point, which is is that. Um, a lot of times people go, oh, well, that breaks natural law. And and all I always want to say is that is who determined these natural laws? Right. Who's the one who set, wrote them down and said these are not to be broken? And the answer is nobody did besides us. We wrote them and we said that they can't be broken. And what I think we normally mean, like what if you could get like people who believe in the spiritual and people who don't believe in the spiritual together and ask them, what do you mean when you mean mean a miracle and we could all agree rather than just saying, oh, it's something that doesn't exist. You know, that, that wouldn't be something that believers would say. Um, then I, I think what you would say is, is it is something that happens out of the ordinary, out of the ordinary workings that we see normally in the world. And, uh, and I think we'd all agree that that is a, a, a good definition of miracles. And so I think in our naturalistic society, that that this is one of the reasons why this is a difficult subject to talk about. And it's because um, we've been taught and we've been told for many, many years that, first of all, miracles don't happen. Right. And if it cannot be explained by one of the natural workings that we have already explained or, you know, that will explain in the future, then it doesn't happen. And so, uh, so I think that that, in part, is something that has really been – uh, a frustrating thing for those who believe in the supernatural. You have anything to add to that? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and and the, what's what's interesting to me is how how easy it is for me to do that. Yeah. I, I was just telling you um, a little while ago that uh, even when when I see things in my own life that I that they they just can't explain them, um, I do my best to explain them. Right. Um, and I almost feel like. Instead of just saying thank you and being grateful, right? <laughs> thanking God yeah. for 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 moving that and moving. Like, let me give another. Let me give another reason that has nothing to do with you. Right, right. And, Which to me, right. like you know, I believe we have an enemy, and and I think those those are the wins. Yeah. Is when you take this gift and change it. Yeah. And, and then, of course, because if we can explain it away, then that somehow. Not that we can actually take anything from God, but we're not giving God the credit right. for it. No longer. 
So. No longer getting the glory. Yeah, and then that's, I think, we live in a world that really pushes that very, very hard, and not just not just the secular community, not just the, I mean, there are, there are Christians, mm-hmm. uh, denominations yeah. that believe that, that God does not move in the world. Like, so what's the big word for that? Uh, so some call it cessationists, yeah. um, that, that, the, that it has ceased, that it did exist at one point in time during the, during the time of, uh, you know, the, say the old Testament, certainly in the new Testament, but with the death of the apostles, that was the death of, of miracles. And, yeah. and, and what bothers me about that, what I find other than, I mean, we can point to scriptures and we will, um, to kind of, in fact, I can't find a single scripture that implies otherwise. Now, you might be able to, I mean, if, if you can play the advocate on this one, maybe there is. But I haven't been able to find anything that says, you know, well, that's it. Once once the last apostle goes, no longer will the Spirit move in a mighty way in the world and, and, and transform and, and um, produce miracles. But whereas instead I see scriptures where um, where Jesus says what appears to be the opposite of that to me. Um which uh, one, uh, I, I didn't intend to read this one so quickly, but um, and this one, this raises, I think, some eyebrows, and it even makes me uncomfortable, but that just shows you my, how, how of the world I can be sometimes. Um, so, so Jesus says this, this is Mark 16, um, 15 and 18. He says, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison... It will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. It's nowhere in there do I see until right. You know, it's, until it's the scriptures clear. finish, those which who, is usually what cessationists say. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and and the cessationists will say that it it ended with the uh, finishing of the the yeah. scripture. That it's no longer necessary because it was a proof. It was a sign that Jesus was uh, divine, that Jesus was with the apostles when they were doing the miracles, you know, and now we don't need that as a sign. And so therefore they say it, it no longer happens. And what you're saying is, is when you read that scripture from Mark at the end of Mark, you say, well, you know, it seems that Jesus is saying, look, these things will accompany those who believe in me. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't really say anything about uh, just the apostles. No, right. I, right. And, and, and then Jesus, I know, says, um, what's he? Oh, I don't want to paraphrase it, but it was like it calls us a maybe a wicked, a wicked genera- and adulterous generation, generation looks for a sign. Looks for sign. That's something I did not include in my sermon that I researched and almost included in there. Yeah, um, because but, but there's a difference between looking for and, right. and, I, and I really want you to talk about uh, some of the points you made about. Well, anyway, the, the, you know, you had hit on some kind of uh, expectation, like cause and effect stuff and, and that w- where we expect God to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. so I look for a sign, look for it, right. as in like prove it to me is right. what I, in co- context, that's what he was saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that, I mean, I believe that the Lord has done that for me once. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I, I didn't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I don't even think I really thought it was, like was going to happen. Yeah. Um, right. right. But uh, but yeah, the idea that what bothers me about the cessationists in general, and and I would love to, and I I, I did know a guy that I really respect, and 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 he he would fall into falls into that camp. Um, he could never really sell me on it. We talked about it back and forth, and my problem is Jesus is alive, 
Right. It's not like it. I mean, Jesus is alive and works in our in our lives, transforms us on a daily basis, yeah. saves people on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's how I know Jesus is alive because dead still, people don't do that. It's still very much proving that he is with us. Right. You know what I mean? In other words, it's not like suddenly there's no need for people to know that God is truly with us. Right. Um, and, and in fact, because we are saying that God truly is with us and there's, there are signs, there are things that happen in, in somebody's life when the Holy Spirit comes to be a part of their life. And we consider those miracles. So does, by the way, so does cessationists consider that miracles. When a, when a person's life has changed, they would say that was a miracle. They would, they just, they, they would say there's certain things that no longer happen, like healing, there are certain things that no longer happen, you know, like um, but again, having the dead rise, who, you know, who, and all who, that kind of stuff. Who's who made those rules? Well, and that's the thing is 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 oftentimes these are and and I want to be clear, these are brothers and sisters in Christ, Absolutely. Absolutely. okay, who have this position, and it's because of the way that they believe the scripture is meant to be read. But here's my issue with that: is is I just don't see the scriptural the scriptural argument for it. One of the main passages they'll often use is 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 13. And so I want to just read it because I I, I want us to see that it really isn't speaking about these things ending at any point. So you said 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah, it's it's literally 1 Corinthians 13. Verse verse 8, okay? So love never fails. Yeah. Right? But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge... It will pass away, for we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me, for now we only see a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Now these three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Yes. I know, And, 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 and so when I read that, I don't see. I think of that as more like the the eschaton type thing, right? Like the, the, the final, the, 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 the final, yeah. right? It's yeah. talking about when when we finally are with Jesus, when the hope of all when we of us no longer see in the mirror dimly. Yeah, right. Exactly. We are going to see. We're going to see dimly until the time that Jesus comes. And so, right. this isn't really talking about the the ceasing of gifts. Doesn't mention anything about Scripture being completed. Doesn't you know? There's there's no really. I think if you were just reading that and you were reading it just from the way that Paul had just been talking about love and all of these types of stuff, he right. was just he was telling you what the importance of of love is in one part, and this is why, because love will never cease. Yes. And one day, all the gifts will no longer be nef- necessary. We're not saying that. We actually are all cessationists in that 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 reason, and the reason is is because we'll be with God. Right. Forever, and when we we will no longer need to know because God will have made those things known to us by by in full as seeing as in a mirror and now now not seeing that at all. So that's one of the mains one. There's another one in Hebrews, and um, I can't pull it up uh, at because I can't remember where exactly it was, but it speaks about there's a uh, there's this line that almost speaks about like. You remember how they showed themselves to us in their acts or something like that. And so it was this way of almost speaking of in the past. And so when they look at that, they go, hey, you see, these people are saying, we saw them act in this way in the past. And and so what they're saying is it's done. You know, it, it doesn't happen anymore. And and I think, once again, the problem with that is, is it's it's really not a clear teaching of Scripture. 
Um, and, and so, uh, instead again and again, we see the scriptures are telling us like one of the ones I, I brought up was James where, you know, uh, when somebody's sick, it, James has this calling where it's, you go to the elders of the church and you're anointed with oil and the prayer given in faith, it says will heal the person. And so and it's kind of a directive. It's not really something that seems to be something that is just for a time. It seems to be for, for good. So I, I see kind of the sweep of scripture that God has acted this way, even when they had the Old Testament scriptures, even when they had the law, even when they had all these things. Then in the New Testament, we see Jesus doing miracles. We see him walking on water. We see all these amazing things happen. We see the disciples doing similar things. They're healing people. People are rising from the dead. And and I, honestly, when I read in history again and again and again, we see the same claims from Bible-believing, loving Christians. Right. That you know, I, I read this book called uh, "The Insanity of God," and in that, there was a the man went to these different areas where the church was being persecuted, and in one area in China, um, where he because what he wanted to know is is okay when they're suffering and they're being like just uh, trying to be extinguished by the governments around them, how is it that these people still spread the gospel like? Why don't they just fold up and die? Why is it in the, some of the most persecuted areas in the world, we see Christianity actually growing, not even just shrinking? Yeah. And so he went to these different places to ask that question. And when he was in China, one of the things he said is he asked these Chinese, he said, if I asked your neighbors what they thought of you, like how they considered you, what would they say? And one of the Chinese people said to him, he said, well, they would call us the people who raised the dead. And he's like, what do you mean? Right. And he's like, and what they were talking about was, is they would pray for people to be raised and people were raised yeah. and, and, and their encouragement to him was, and this was from other people was, is when did you stop reading your Bible? And why do you think that God would act in such a way at, at that time? Especially when we say God doesn't change. Yeah. But now suddenly it's right. going to all, it's going to all cease. Yeah, I, I think it's this grabbing on to the world that they know. Like, uh, and I don't, again, you, you're absolutely right. As long as you love Jesus, and even right. if you don't know and love Jesus, you're still my brother or sister, and I love you regardless. You know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made whether you know it or not. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't personally like you at all. But no. no. Well, that's I mean, why we sit so far but apart I'm hateful, from one another. I'm a hateful man. You yes. know, John, on the other hand, is very loving, you know, so that's just the way. In comparison to you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, the, that's, um, and, and I, I will admit I approach some of that with some skepticism. I approach it all with uh, skepticism, not because... I don't believe it's possible. So I will never tell you that that's impossible. Right. But I also know how many... Uh, Abuses. How many just... Yeah, yeah. That's the other side of the coin. The Absolutely. Other, the other side of the coin is, look, this isn't just something of belief. It's also, you want to get into experience. Yes. The experience of miracles have oftentimes been not only just uh, believed to be false, proven to be false. Yes. You know, where... There's the charlatan guy who, you know, he was one of the faith healers. I forget. Simon. Is that what his name the was? Simon, right? He would, he would like call people out in the audience and he would be like, listen, you're from, um, 
You're from. Are oh, you talking about a guy now? No, this is like in the '60s. Oh no, I was going. I was going New Testament. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. this guy, this guy was in like the 1960s, and he was uh, like a televangelist. And he'd be like, "Hey, John, you're from Mandeville, and yeah. you serve at this church." And and like, and he like hold his hand up to his head like he's he's doing this miraculously. And then it turns out they have recording sure. of his earpiece where his wife is telling him all this information. Well, about I think John. I think that's that's probably more more common than any one of us want, want to believe. Right. Um, and and it's for every one of those. Um, it's such a frustrating thing because. Yeah. Um, they pretend to be. It's the wolf in sheep's clothing. They right. they 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 pretend to be something, and and unfortunately, it, it causes those who have not found their way to the cross right. um, to turn and run the other way. And who could blame them? Right. You know, I uh, a, a buddy a, a buddy of ours actually posted a question on on Facebook last night about why young people were not why young people were maybe going away from the church. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and maybe when he said young people, I think he's talking to 20 somethings. Yeah. Um, and everybody had something to say about that, but, but I, I think it's because they've, uh, you can't turn on your phone. You can't turn on the news. You can't without just witnessing the worst of everybody. Uh, the, the worst things we do, it's, it's just, it's always immortalized on the internet. And, um, and so they're exposed to, I think far more people, and you know, maybe I, maybe I should backtrack on this. Um, because, well, I just, I think that that's a, and I don't want to change the subject like I did last time. Sorry about that. But yeah. um, the, um, but people see as representations of Christ, which we try our best to be through the power of the Spirit. We try to be the hands and feet of Jesus. If somebody is claiming that, and they see. Um, if they, they see them for what they are, which is a charlatan, a scam artist, right. somebody profiting off of the gospel for their own benefit, right. and not to bring gl- glory to God, but glory to themselves. You can see that kind of stuff from across the room. Yeah. You know, so my, my point, because I responded to that post, and I was saying that right now, the reason why I think, again, not to change the subject, but quickly to kind of uh, punctuate the, the point, um, the reason why young people are going away from the, church right now is because um there's a lack of authenticity uh, yeah. in, in the church and, and and then i also probably in their family lives yeah you know, we're we're raised by our parents who claim to be christian and we see them act in ways that aren't christian or we may and and so it just taints it kind of it it, it, it colors our, our view of the whole thing and and so i think for every one of those people and, and they, how dare they stand on a stage in front of thousands of people how dare they do that? Because yeah. they, ch- eventually, the truth comes out. Yeah, and all of those people. Yeah, know. well, you know, like the the scripture gives some different um, characteristics of that, and talks about how, um, you know, we live in darkness until we have the light of Christ that shines in our heart. Right, the light has come into the world, and then Jesus says this weird thing where he says, "You're the light of the world." Right, and and when he's when he's speaking about that, he's he's talking about us who are Christians looking different than the world looks. You can't be light if you're all darkness, you know? And, and he also says you're salt and he, you know, he says, and, and, and salt is something that preserves, you know, and how can salt, um, you know, preserve meat if it's just the rotting meat itself, you know, like if we're doing all the stuff that we see in the world, we're not salt, we're not light. We're just, just like everything else. And so, you know, God is meant to have changed our lives in such a way authentically yes. 
that when we go out in the world, people are meant to see Jesus through us. And so honestly, yeah, a hundred percent young people are going to go. Yeah. Why would I believe in that when you have not proven anything right. of, of being true? Uh, and so we see the same thing with the charlatans and miracles and healings. And I think it's one of the reasons why we have such difficulty even believing in it is, is because it's been so abused. I think the, uh, you're right. The, when you, it, it's the, the light and the darkness. I mean, I, and that's what I think. I think that's the purpose of miracles because of course we never know why they happen and right. why they don't. I mean, right. of to course, some he, and to others. of course you and I would think that every, every suffering child should be healed. Right. Of course, right. Right. You know, any like, suffering friend, any, anybody, any, anybody yeah, right. hurting. Why anybody, do bad yeah. things happen? Right. You know, the, those, those, those right. classic questions. Yeah. So we don't, we don't know why they happen, but I, I believe that these miracles and, and, and I do, I mean, yes, when I see the, the, you will handle serpents. I mean, I kind of made a joke in my a sermon. I'm like, I, if I see a tent where they're like, we're handling snakes, I don't know. That that makes me a little nervous because yeah. I, to some extent, it's why. Right. Why are you handling right. snakes? In some you sense, know, that's, like, that's, also not following, that's also not following another scripture, which is do not put the Lord your God to, to the, the test. test. Right. You exactly. Know? Right. Like, I mean, the devil was telling Jesus, listen, it, you know, God said he'd watch over you. So throw yourself down. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't put your Lord to the test. And so if Jesus told us that, guess what? We probably shouldn't also put the Lord to the test ourselves. Yeah. yeah so when you see things like that, it's easy to, to roll your eyes at right. that kind of stuff. And right. then you, you lump every, you paint Christians with the same brush. Yeah. And look, if you're listening to this and you've been to one of these snake handling tent revivals, I, I, I don't know. Um, I would just encourage you to question who that brings glory to. Right. Does yeah. that make you feel more holy or is that glorifying God? Right. Um, and, and I would say there's lots of denominations where they have this very outward uh, display of the gifts of, of the spirit that would almost imply that you don't have the spirit unless you have this gift, which of course then forces people to, I, don't, I say, of course, but from my humble perspective, um, yeah. it encourages people to, to display those things so that they so that they can be included and feel a part of right right and when that you, is just why that is not the purpose no and in fact we've got the scripture to back that up because uh, Paul tells us in in first Corinthians that the purpose of the gifts of the spirit which includes the miracles which includes healing which includes all that is is to manifest the spirit which means to announce the spirit to others and then uh, for the for the common good or what it says literally in the Greek is, is right. for the profit of all. all. And so like when you see those two things as being the barrier to all gifts, um, it, it, it doesn't become, Oh, well then it's just for me. If, if, if I have to express this in order for you to believe that I'm a Christian or a good person or something like that, guess who's that? That's really for the profit of, right? It's not for the profit of the spirit. Right. It's not for the profit of all. It's profit of me. I and think so, miracles or the they just sometimes they are um, to to steal something from my sermon. Sometimes it is. It's the body of water being lifted into the air to so that you can cross. Yeah. And it seems like it's put there just for you. Right. But other times it's just the little little bitty lights, you know, poking through the the, the darkness right. to just show you that to to help you know that you're walking the right way. Right. Yeah, that that what we believe we believe based on evidence. Right. 100%. Yes, faith, but faith isn't. 
this that horrible misconception about faith that is just faith without evidence, right? Belief without evidence. Yeah, the scripture says something very opposite of that. The scripture says in um, in Hebrews it says faith is evidence of what we do not see, right? Um, and so uh, the scripture doesn't say faith is believing something without evidence. It actually tells us it is evidence of what we do not see, and then it goes on to tell us these stories of faith where people trusted God and they did not see the results of everything they trusted God. Um, so they give an example of like Abraham. Abraham was told by God, I'm going to make you into a great nation. But he only died with one child of promise. Right. And so, you know, you would say for him, he's like, oh, his faith, his faith had no evidence. Actually, his faith had all this evidence, but it was we who saw it. I look back and I see that the Jewish people are one of the oldest people in all of time. And, uh, and still in existence today, one of the most ancient people still in existence today. And where did they all come from? One man, Abraham. He did not see it. Right. And yet we see the evidence of what he did not see. And so faith is, it's not that there isn't evidence for faith. There's not something that you just believe because you can believe anything, you know, but there, there's definitely evidence for it. We see the same thing with miracles. You know, I, I recently watched a documentary on miracles, which I didn't include any of this on um, on uh, my uh, my sermon. It was called um, Sin Proof. It's a very, very good, uh, very good documentary. Say that again. Was it's it? Send. Send. Proof. Okay. Send proof. And um, it's about a man who he's searching for evidence of miracles. And, like, he's doing it in a way he's saying, look, you know, if this thing has really happened, if it's true, if it's the God of truth, then there's no reason why I can't Absolutely. ask and say, hey, if you were healed, um, you know, physically, uh, is there evidence that you were healed physically? And um, do you have do you have doctor's reports? And um, and one of the things is what's interesting about that is, is you have two pushbacks, right? So you have the pushback from believers who go, no, 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 you don't need that, you know, uh, and it's like, no. It's good for us to test that. You know why? Because we can determine when God is truly acting and when it, it's something that's false. Yes. And we need the false, we, we obviously. We need to test that. Yeah, we need the false out. Just what we've been talking about. If the false is, is just sitting there not being uh, shown to be false, then guess what? In the end, it's going to ruin the good because people are going to be like, nah, you're just, you're just one of those crazies. Right. But, but what he found is, and like, you know, whenever you start one of those things, you have a belief system. Everybody has a belief system. They don't want their belief system to be shaken. They don't want their belief system to be rocked, you know? And whenever you start one of those things where it's like, well, I'm going to look for evidence, you know, you have this thought process. Like, what if I don't find it? Oh yeah, sure. You know, what, what will happen if, if all this now, now in order to do that as a Christian, I'm just going to speak from my own experience. I would have to forget everything that God had done for me in the past. Right. <laughs> because all of those things were unbelievable. And sometimes it's very easy for us to have those types of memories. But here, what he actually finds is, is he finds ample evidence. There, there was, there's a, there's a, an actual report written of a, a young man who uh, had um, a, what they call a frozen stomach. And, um, and you can look this up on GUI, Google it right now, and you'll see, um, what I'm talking about, but the Mayo Clinic says that the frozen stomach, that this disease is incurable. It does not change. You're going to have it for your whole life. And so what they do when a child has a frozen stomach, it means your stomach doesn't move to push food down and it just starts to rot in the stomach. And so what happens in that is, is you put tubes in, you, you end up eating from a tube so that it can just go directly into the intestines and whatever. 
and it's small amounts, you know, that type of stuff. And so this doesn't change. So this guy, this kid lived with this for 18 years. And, um, I think it was 18 or 17, something like that. It was, it was, it was a bunch. He became a teenager late in his teenage years. This, this person who had been healed himself and his story's actually in the movie as well, um, calls him and says, I'd like you and your family to come to just a church gathering. So they go to this church gathering and now this family, guess what? This family were cessationists. Hmm. They didn't believe the miracles still happened. And now the church they went to was not the church they went to was, I think he said it was a Pentecostal church or something like that. And so they go to this, they go to this church and the guy who had been healed said, listen, the guy who invited him said, listen to the, to, has anybody ever prayed for your son to the mom? The mom says plenty. And he says, well, one more wouldn't hurt then. And, uh, she's like, no, I guess not. And so he puts his hand on this young man and begins to pray. Now she says, the mom says that all of a sudden she felt like the Holy Spirit fell down upon her in such a very powerful way. And she said, I knew, I didn't have a doubt. She said, I knew that my son had been healed. And in fact, they knew so well that they went to the, a restaurant for him to eat a full meal like he hadn't in years, 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 years. And what did you want to eat? You know, and they ate. Then they go to the doctor 12 days later. And, uh, the doctor says, what have you been doing? What, how, how often have you been using your, your feeding tube? He says, well, when, or she says, when was the last time? He says, 12 days ago. She says, what have you been doing? <laughs> oh, I've been eating by mouth. Well, how are you doing that? And so they do the x-ray, they do all this kind of stuff. And she says, she says, I don't know how it happened. I'm just glad it happened for you. And, um, and let's get those tubes out to this day, Amen. to this day, doesn't have any, any issues. And guess what? All of that is documented in in doctor reports, and it's actually been published in a journal, and um, and it's a it's it's a it's a case. Uh, the it's it's a it's an amazing thing. So yeah, so I mean, I think that we can get hung up on the fact that oh, I don't ever need any evidence for miracles, and when when it's okay for us to have evidence for miracles because miracles do happen. It does not mean that every miracle will lend itself to evidence. Okay. So like, you know, if something it's, they were talking about this part of the problem with people who might've been healed is they don't want to go back to the doctor when nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? So then yeah. they're normally not getting the follow up. Like, let me just make sure a hundred percent, you know, cause you're also scared that what if you're not healed, you know? Yeah. And, and, but, but even then, you know, there's, there's many cases where they, they are. So, and I just, I, I think we need to acknowledge because certainly if, if you're listening to this, uh, well, I say certainly, but likely, um, this thought has crossed your mind. We do have those images that we see on TV of, of, of preachers having people throw their medication up on the stage right. and waving their arms around, having a whole rows of people fall down and, right. and all this stuff. And, and I don't, I Hopefully, hopefully by now you know that that is not necessarily what we're talking about. Um, Well, because it's not what the scripture talks about. Right. So Paul says to Timothy, take a little bit of wine for your stomach. You know what that's called? It's called medicine. That's what I call it. Well, sorry. Come on, John. (laughs) (laughs) It's called, it's called medicine. And and one of those things is, is, is and what was Paul? Paul was a healer. Yes. He was a healer and he didn't heal him. Yeah. But he offered him medicine. There's nothing wrong with having certain medicines right. for for diseases that we may have when yeah, a healing and, doesn't take place, and and so I recognize 
I recognize placebo effects. I recognize that there's there's con- there are things that um, you know we faith healers that are doing the sleight of hand, you know, pulling the the raw chicken, palming it, and pulling it out of your body. I mean, we've seen all that stuff, and and so to say, I, I just I wouldn't want anybody to get the impression that that's that's what we're talking about. But there are clear times where their healing has occurred, and doctors have a, a, a term for it. When people's cancer disappears and they don't know and how. what do they call it? You tell me. What do they call it's, uh, it? Spontaneous, spontaneous remission. remission. That's right. That's a nice way of saying we have no idea. <laughs> for some reason, it just happened. Yeah. Um, and, and, and look, in those cases, guess the benefit of the doubt usually goes, if you're a non-believer, you usually go, well, there is some natural explanation. We just don't know. And I always go, that's what we call faith. Yes, <laughs> that natural <laughs> explanation is that, God. Yeah, the one that you, you, the, you remember how you talked about God of the gaps, you know, <laughs> that's a gap right there. And you're just filling in the information as though it will one day come up. And, and the truth of the matter is, is, you know, in the end, that's saying we don't know this happens all the time. And in fact, what's interesting to me is when it happens right after somebody has been prayed for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the moment after it's been prayed for, it's like, yeah, there could be a natural explanation, but it seems there's also something in Well, this. sure. I think, I, and, and people like to shift the credit onto, well, it's just mind over matter, the the, the right. will of the mind. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that is that is the opposite of... of it is, because there's <laughs> a submission to it. Yeah. You know, like there's a submission. You know, when, you, when you look at the scriptures, when people are healed by Jesus when they're healed by Paul, when they're healed by all these people, oftentimes, I'm not saying every time, but oftentimes there's this act of submission. The lady who was bleeding for 12 years who said, if I can just touch the cloak, yeah. that, that's falling down at somebody's, at somebody's feet and grabbing the cloak of somebody power more powerful than yourself looking for healing. And that was, that was uh, the point of my, my last sermon. Was, it was called uh, Step Into the Miracle because like, we can look in, um, through, through Scripture, and yes, there are times where... Um, well, I, I say that there are, and, and you know, I'm trying to run through my head real quickly. And a lot of times, I'll just say that, a, a lot of times, the times that I can think of right now, it, it took an act of faith mm. to receive the miracle. Yeah. Um, the Not that the, it was just the, the belief that it could happen. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think of, one of the grandest in my mind, miracles, of scripture is the parting of the Red Sea. I mean, when I look at like cinematically speaking, like right. that's that's one of those where you're just like, wow. Yeah, that's the, that's the world miracle kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it's not but, just about a person; it's about a people. Right. Yeah. Right. But how much faith did it take to walk through that? Like you know, it's, I mean, the, the the Bible describes a wall of water to the left, a wall of water to the right. That's true. I never. They'd never about seen that, that before. Yeah, uh, they're already scared of the Egyptians. So, right. so being saved by the hand of God, like they just were, that was my that was kind of the point. Because we do have this habit of saying, "Well, what if God just showed up and parted Lake Pontchartrain?" Right. You know, and, right. and like we're all everybody gonna, would. We're believe. not crossing. You know, like everybody would believe. But yeah. the truth is, never in Scripture is that really shown. Like we're just a miracle is completely. You know, I say never. It, it has happened, but yeah. but it's 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 we're hard headed, yeah. no matter what. And yeah. God can show up in a real tangible way for us, completely change us, and we still doubt. We oh, still yeah. have crisis of faith. I mean, I still doubt the Israelites. Crisis of faith. The Israelites after that of going through the sea and having all these miracles done. It was not very long until they began to murmur against God. No, and they said, right before, like, in fact, you've left us left us to die. Why I, are I, we here? So when they before they get to the Red Sea, 
Um, they, they realize the Egyptians are after him. They turn to Moses and say, Weren't, were there not enough burial places in Egypt? Like you had to, like you had to take us here to this die. Is where we're dying. You know, it's better for us to be serving the Egyptians than die here. That's right. what they tell him right. after right. all that they have just witnessed. All and, the plagues, all the miracles. You can cut the Israelites some slack, or at least I feel like you can. When, 100%. When, when miracles were happening hundreds of years apart, thousands of years apart, and yeah. it's like passed down generation to generation. Right. And it was an idea, not so much a person. Right. I can, I can cut them some slack for that. But right. here we see God moving in a way that he hasn't moved in this world since the creation. Right. And still, they're like, those Egyptians, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they're pretty, pretty scary. But that being said, I can, I can tease the Israelites for that. But when those waters parted, they stepped forward. Yeah. They walked. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people would be apprehensive to do that. I can kind of picture, for everybody out there, I can kind of picture John (laughs) sitting there. (laughs) Am I I projecting? (laughs) Like, I'm just like, I'm seeing John in front of these big parted seas going, um... Does is anybody, is anybody else really uncomfortable yeah, with yeah. us going through here? Yeah. Uh, you know, like the unrecorded things that happened in the scripture. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I, I think that that is, that is definitely a, uh, a good example of um, fa- having a lack of faith. And then suddenly they, they, they walked through. And I mean, I, I can tell you, I give them a break even then. I give them a break even then. And I'll tell you why is because in my own life, God has done miracles in my life and um, genuine miracles. Um, and uh, I have, I, it's always the next one. Yeah. You know, that's, that's part of the issue is, is, is once you've had a miracle, you think that that would be enough. Oh, if I could just have one, you know, um, it really isn't. I mean, the Lord showed his light to me. If you, if you listen to episode one, you know, part of my story he showed his light to me. He changed my life. He saved me from what I felt like was a heart attack. Um, I didn't have a doctor at the time right there, you know, checking my heart or anything. Next day I went to the doctor and I was fine. But, um, you know, I thought he was saving me. All of this type of stuff was going on for me. And you would think, well, you've had this experience, Josh. And I'll tell you, like, it's one the most powerful experience of my whole life. And uh, so then certainly you would not ever lose faith or uh, doubt or struggle with all that type of stuff. And it's like, no, yeah, I've struggled with that. I, you know, right, you're always, course. you're always looking like for the next thing and yeah. you're saying, God, where, where are you now? Well, it's, it's, it, it reminds me of the, um, who was it? it was, uh, Peter, John, and, can't think but on top of the mountain where they're like, it's good that we should be here. Let's stay right. up here all the time. Right, all the time. Yeah, you want to stay on the mountaintop. Right. We all want to stay on the mountaintop. We want to be with God in the presence of God yeah. on the mountaintop and seeing the, the those kind of things because, well, because we do forget so quickly. Um, and um, but the thing is, is like it's the mountaintop that prepares us for the valleys. Like you got to come down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to right. You got to come down. Yeah, and I think part of a life with God is walking with God. God. Often, I remember early on in my Christianity, I would be praying for things and I I really felt like, and I didn't want to be egotistical or like all that kind of stuff, but I was like, it seems like God is just answering every one of my prayers. I was like, I feel like I could pray for whatever and God's going to say yes. And then it's two years of silence. Right. And then it was like, it was like, and that was like for, that was for a good while. And then all of a sudden, like, I was like, but but not now. And I think what God was doing with me for, for my own, uh, my own. Um, sake really 
was teaching me to trust him. Well, yeah, know? they, uh, the, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's an old preacher saying, but I've, I've certainly used it and it's true as a former educator. It's true. Teacher doesn't talk when you're taking the test. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and one of the things for me is, is he's like, look, I, I did all those things so you could trust me now. Will you trust me when I'm not doing those things? Yeah. You know, and, and what is a, what does a deep relationship look like? The, you know, for me, a deep relationship isn't just about you've given me everything I want and the moment you take anything I don't want away, I reject you. That's not a deep relationship. No. You know, that's not, a, that's not really, really a good relationship at all. A deep relationship would be, you know, just like think of a, a spouse or think about a close friend or think about all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You, you've been there for me. You've always been there for me. I know you're going to be there for me. And Right now, I might not be able to understand what's going on or why you're why I feel like you're distant or all this kind of stuff. But I know I trust you. I know yeah, you're there, you know, and that's that's the deep relationship I think that we see. And God often will support us with miracles for that. But I think um, in the end, in the end, and this is something I talked about in my sermon, and I think it's true is is um, for all miracles for all of those those types of things those are all great but in the end after that miracle after that healing we're still going to die right and and so it was i think it's the same issue is is yeah god you saved me before now save me again and save me again and save me again and i think what we what we lose sight of is the gospel in this situation which is that Jesus Christ didn't come to just save us for a moment, uh, just to offer a miracle for a moment, but to give us the greatest sign. You know what he said in that scripture? This is one of my favorite things about that scripture um, that you referenced earlier, much earlier. He said, uh, he said uh, a, a wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, and none will be given to them except the sign of Jonah. For yeah. as, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. And when I, heard, when I read that, like, you know, you would think, like, if he's saying that to you at the moment, you're insulted. I don't give my sign, you right, know? Right, I don't. But what does he say at the end of it? He says, the only sign they'll be given. And what's funny is, is the sign he's talking about is, is that after he dies on the cross, three days later, a man rises from the dead to eternal life. And he says, the only sign I'm going to give you is the sign of the resurrection. And the reason he tells them that is because it's generally the only sign that they ultimately need. See, yeah. the thing is, is somebody can take us, God can help us in our circumstances. He loves us. He can help us in our circumstances. He can heal us. And he often will. And there's oftentimes, I mean, not like all the time, but he does do it. And we've experienced this. Others have experienced it. It's a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing. Praise God for all of those moments. But the thing God wants most with for all of us is to truly save us. And, and so um, for all of those out there, if you have been waiting on a miracle or if you have been uh, searching for God to answer a prayer, there's nothing wrong with that. Jesus tells us to go to our Father and to ask. But I want you to know that this is what he ultimately wants from you. He wants you to know the great sign of the resurrection, a life everlasting with him, where faith in him leads to eternal life with God. Because then you won't need another sign. When you have God forever, 
you don't need anything else. So that's our podcast for you today. This is our bonus podcast for you. John's got something to add. Go well, ahead. I just want to say, so just as a reminder, if, if they want to hear <clears throat> they want to hear more from uh, from you yeah. um, and some of your sermons, where do they find you at? Uh, you can find me on my personal web. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's like giving me the eye roll. No, you can, you can, uh, find me on, uh, Facebook on the shift or, uh, the shift, uh, um, worship, worship, uh, page. You know what, Josh, we're going to come back to you on that. <laughs> if you <would. laughs> or the St. Timothy Facebook page or, uh, you can, that's St. Uh, Timothy on the North shore. Yeah. Man, you can also go, you can also go to, uh, St. Timothy, umc.org. There you go. St. Timothy, umc.org has, has, has all our stuff. So. And if you were on uh, on YouTube, we are. Uh, you can find um, my sermons at Waldheim United Methodist. That's uh, Waldheim W A L D H E I M. Um, Waldheim Worship is on uh, YouTube. That's our YouTube channel, and then WaldheimUnitedMethodist.org is our website. So that's See how you that's how you find us. See y'all next time. But we should probably also, if you have a question oh or a gosh. comment or, or something, have, I'm just... Why don't you just keep going? How many more advertisements do we need? Maybe we should, maybe, just maybe, we should give them the podcast's email again. That's the, it's on the end It's on the end thing? Yeah, the end thing that's going to go on I there. I thought we, were, we weren't going to do that every <laughs> single time. Yeah, we well, we should do it. I mean, we could do it on this one. It'll be on there where it'll say, it'll be my voice in just a second, right after we cut this. That will tell them the proper place to get in contact. This is us. really just a master's class on professional podcasting. This is it right here. You if Josh you would Elder like to learn how to do a professional podcast, please contact so us. So would we. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all later. Thank you for listening to Let the Bible Speak. If you'd like to support us, subscribe to the podcast by clicking that little plus symbol on your phone until it becomes a check mark. You can also share these episodes with a friend. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. If you write us at letthebiblespeak at gmail.com, we will not receive your email. So make sure it is letthebiblespeakpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thanks.